Alright guys, welcome to another episode. It's been a bit, but that's okay. Uh, I just wanted to jump on really quick and make a quick episode. Just simply about love. That's kind of what's on my heart right now. And uh, I I just want to realize how simple the gospel is. And sometimes I overcomplicate it in my mind and I don't realize how simple it really is and sometimes we just need to come back to that and to the simple word of God and realize it's not about us it's it's just about being selfless and that's what love is and so that's what I'm going to do just read some scriptures and share my heart with you guys so uh, I'm going to read John 14 verse 19 it says a little while longer and the world will see me no more but you will see me because I live you will live also You know, the only reason we have eternal life, the only reason we live forever, the only reason Jesus has redeemed us is because he was raised from the dead. He died for us, and he was raised from the dead, and that's why we can live. You know, he said in uh, 1 John, actually, in John chapter 15 here in the next uh, chapter, which I'm going to go into in a little bit, he says, Greater love has no one than this than, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So, that and that's what he did for us. He laid down his life for his children, for his friends. And there's no greater love than that. He did it for us. And because of that, we can live. And we're called to that. That's just so amazing. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him and manifest myself to to him. That is a pretty loaded verse. (laughs) Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make our home in him. So the proof of us loving God, loving Jesus, is that we keep his word. It's not that we try to keep his word so that we can prove that we love God, it's we love him and then our life shows that we love him by keeping his word and that's how people can know that we love him is because of our life lived it's not us trying to work for that he who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine but the father's who sent me these things i have spoken to you that while being present with you But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it comes, does come to pass, you may believe.
I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. That is so important. That's such a key verse. That is such a powerful statement. He said, the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. What does that mean? That means Jesus has not one ounce of selfishness in him at all. Because that's the only thing that the enemy has to work with with in our lives is, is selfishness. It's these little prideful things that we can't let go of. It's things that, that attach us to ourselves instead of to God. It's, it's a lack of fully surrendering. He has no platform in Jesus' life. That means anything that the enemy tries to throw at him, it will... It won't. It won't be able to affect him. It won't be able to take him down. I mean, look at him. He tried to crucify him, and he killed him, and he was raised three days later because God has, is greater than any of that. And the only reason he can have the enemy can have victory in our lives is if we let him. He can only um, use what we give him, and when we allow selfishness and pride to go unchecked in our lives, it's giving us the devil a platform and a foothold in our lives to use selfishness is the root of all sin and when we still have self-preservation and selfishness in our hearts and we still have these secret desires for sin that's opening a big door and so I just I want to uh, I desire to be able to say that what Jesus did that he has nothing in me and that he has no he has no way to discourage you then if he has nothing in you you can't be discouraged it's so mind-blowing but that's the way Jesus lived and we're all pursuing that uh I'm going to go on to chapter 15 skip down to verse 9 it says as the father loved me I also have loved you abide in my love I've, I've gone through this verse so many times. Um, verse, uh, John 15, verse 9. Um, but it just shows how... It talks about abiding. Abiding, abide in my love. And sometimes it's hard to do that. It's just simply taking the time to sit down and realize that He loves me. And let that wash over you let that overtake you and that takes humility sometimes I don't know how to do that but just the humility to receive that he really loves me that's pretty amazing if you help if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love you know like he said this is my commandment that you love one another and so to keep his commandments you abide in his love because the commandment is love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You know, I find it hard sometimes just to, every day when I'm at work and going through life, to have true joy in everything that I do. Um, It's not that I'm like discouraged or sad or depressed. 
it just seems like there's a, a lack or an absence of joy a lot of times. And the reason for that is, is because um, we're not walking, I'm not walking every day in the revelation of what he just spoke about. Because he said, these things I've spoken to you that, you, that my joy may, may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So it's simply walking the revelation of his love and how much he loves us. And that, if we really understand that every day, it'll bring joy. We don't have to try to be joyful. It's the angel said when he came uh, and announced Jesus' birth, he said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So it's understanding those good tidings that brings great joy. It's just how how simple it is. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. That's the verse I was talking about earlier. There's nothing greater than that. To lay down your life for your friends, for your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's uh, convicting to think about that. Am I willing to do that for people just as Jesus did that for me? You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Back in in verse verse 15, it says, um, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all things I, I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. So we're not his servants, we're his friends. And he says, because a a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, that means we're supposed to know what he's doing because he's our friend. um, As he says, all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So we're we're supposed to be able to hear that from him and just know what he's doing in every situation. Yeah, just because I'm talking about love here, I want to read a little bit out of 1 Corinthians 13 too. Just a few verses here. Uh, Verse 4, it says, Love suffers long. This is the definition of love. And uh, this is... It's not... Sometimes we have a wrong definition of love because we've seen what people think is love and it's not real, it's not genuine, it's not authentic. And people can fail us. But God's love is different. It's not like that. It's real, and it's genuine, and it's greater than anything we can imagine. So let this just define your definition of love. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. That one's powerful. Is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things. 
uh, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. That's just the most powerful thing about love. It doesn't fail. Sometimes people fail us when they say they love us. But God doesn't. His love is perfect and it never fails. One more section of scripture. I just want to read a little bit in uh, 1 John 4, verse 17. You know, um, I'm reading kind of a lot of scripture just because it's not really about what I have to say. It's about what the word of God has already said. And um, that's where we, we all need to get our life our source and I'm just be honest sometimes I struggle with finding the time through the busyness of life finding the time to just sit down and spend time in the word and meditate because our mind seems to get distracted and go somewhere else kind of easily and uh, but it's where our, our life comes from and we all need that time in the word and just purely seeking his face just to know him not to to get something from him. Anyways, 1 John 4. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. That is amazing. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. It's not our love for God. It's about his love for us. And when we see his love for us, that is when we can love him with all of our heart. That's so powerful. It's so amazing. He could just command us to love him which he does but it's not his it's not our love for him he first loved us before he asked us to love him and we can't try to love him it's when we see his love for us that that's when love comes up in our hearts and we don't have to try to when we see his love we love back and when that's perfected like it says in verse 17 We'll have boldness in the day of judgment. You know, it, the Bible talks about that day that it's, it's the day of darkness and gloom and fear and and people will be wishing that mountains will fall on them. That sounds pretty scary. And it says that we can have boldness because of being perfected in love. We'll have boldness in that day. Because as he is, so are we in this world. That means Jesus, as he is, he's made us that way. And we can have confidence and boldness in that. Anyways, that's it. That's all I have to share. Uh, I just felt led to make this podcast and tell you guys that. Hopefully this encouraged you and blessed you in some way. And uh, yeah, stay encouraged. Love you guys. God loves you. See you next time. Peace.